0: What's up? Oh man. Everybody's in. How we doing? How we doing? How to win a baseball game podcast. Waiting on Rojas. What's up? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Let's see. Yes, I still use Pitch Logic. If you want to get hooked up on for Pitch Logic, you can run over to our website. Click there and scroll down, uh, click that. You can get like 25 bucks off or I believe they give you a, uh, you can do like a three month trial or something like that. So, all right, here we go. Getting ready for us. Yeah, I, I think any pitcher should use it. It's it's the cheapest, best version to get spin right on your on your breaking balls. It's perfect for breaking balls.
1: What's going on with this? No. What's up? Good morning. I got an oily bar. My Lara Bar is covered in oil. I just opened it and it's like all oily. Ew. I know. Like I love these things. Shout out to Lara Bar. Like for real, but this one's hella oily, bro. Right. Like, can Hello. you see that? Don it's Hizinga. glistening.
0: Don Heisinger, you need to get in here. We need that man in here right now. Yeah, you, bro. Still tastes
1: great. That's
0: my guy. That's my guy in Arizona. I we went through live ABs at his place. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if, let's see if he jumps. If he jumps in, he's right up your alley. I'm, I know you got some things for you, but um, we'll see if he jumps in or not. If he does, oh well. If not, don't be scared, Johnny. Don't be scared. Okay. Oh, Matt, Matt Boswell.
1: Oh. Hey, my uncle's here. What's up, Daryl?
0: Hey, Uncle Daryl. Let's see how it goes here. All right, I'm gonna put Boz in here first. Let's see how it looks. Bozzy Boz. So this is my guy from Florida. This is one of the LFF OG gang. What's up, Bob? What are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. What are y'all talking about today? Yeah, well, listen, this we is don't know yet. baseball game podcast. You've known me probably the longest on here. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, tell everybody what school you're at, and uh, let's just talk a little bit. I know you got a question for me. Both of you two got questions. <laughs> i got to be quick. I'm about to walk into class, unfortunately. Okay. Wow. I was just going to, I was bombarding your uh, your podcast, man. Yeah. So, Alex, uh, Boz is the guy that I went to Petco with. He's a, a senior at South Alabama. Uh, a little 1994 with some sink, slider, with a cutter. i am been trying to adapt a little banger into it. Uh oh, wow. See this I'll take. Hey, are you in Montgomery, Alabama? No, mobile. You're in mobile, the deepest of mobile. Hey,
1: mobile, that's that's like damn near by the water, right? Yeah, oh, he's he's, he's, yeah, it's on the water.
0: My bad. Sorry, I had a disconnect. Hey,
1: I'm gonna ask a non baseball related question. Have you done the mullet toss yet?
0: <laughs> the mullet
1: toss? No, I actually have not. Man, I would I would do that all the time if I was in Alabama. I believe that down at Gulf Shores. Yeah, it's a little lower than you, maybe. I don't know, maybe. John, have you ever done the mullet toss? I like, have not. I have not.
0: That never. Man, that'd be, you know. So I got a.
1: I played a team in in Alabama. Called, uh, and I've told this story of, of, on this podcast. I think it was like two episodes ago where I had shat my pants and then proceeded <laughs> to go two for three with a double. Um, so I think we played uh, Wallace State. Are you familiar with Wallace
0: State? Yep. Yep. Of course he is. Yeah. That's right. Up. Bob, That's... You remember, so Boz went to Northwest Florida State. So Wallace Wallace State is. is
1: Five minutes
0: from us. You come out and dozen? Yeah, that's right. Baseball inspires. <laughs> that yep. happens. 100%. Hey, John, I'll call you up and uh, I'll catch up with you soon, man. I'm about to walk into class. I'll just stay with you. Hey, be smart, all right? We I wish I could talk family, longer, but I got to go to class. Don't be late to class. I'm not. I'm on time. Don't worry. All right, buddy. See you. See you, man. Do you remember when coaches –
1: what a great I, I remember I had coaches yeah I had coaches that would they would threaten you I don't know if they ever really did this they'd be like you better be sitting in the front row of the class we're gonna look in the windows and like I, I remember like just looking and being like is that what you do with your day you just like spy on us <laughs> like that's
0: oh yeah I had a uh, had my head coach show up to my 8 a.m computer lab that I would beat our teacher to because I knew that guy would show up one day. And I remember it was like 8.10 and I was standing outside the room and he showed up and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, waiting on the teacher to unlock the computer lab. He's like, "Where's I'm like, I don't know. He'll be here soon. He always is. He's like, right. Can I just wait with you? I'm like, sure. Five minutes later, he showed up. And then he was like, I for sure thought you were lying to me. I was like, oh, so I'm just going to stand outside a room for... F- to 20 minutes at, at eight in the morning to keep
1: this lie going I'm just gonna stand here
0: right and I'm gonna, I'm gonna ice you out right right like
1: I'm gonna smoke you out like the national anthem who's gonna stand on the chalk longer you're gonna give up before I do like what yeah yeah he was really he was still, thanks so I gotta ask you. I apologize. Yeah, it's on me. Yeah. So I watched the A's blow two games this weekend. Okay, and one of the things that I had a question about was the. Uh, so I, I was I was talking to Mateus about your arm angle. Right. We're, we're talking about like what it's like to see somebody throw from that weird angle. And the main thing is like everything looks so much harder. It's higher. It's harder to hit. Right. And I was watching the A's play a game and how they've constructed their lineup. Like they can play ball now. They got Starling Marte, Josh Harrison, uh, Chad Pinder, Elvis Andrews, Jed Lowry. Like they've got some hitters. Right. Matt Olson, Matt Chapman. Um, They can play ball, but they're pitching. I was watching them try to set guys up, and I was just thinking about arm angle. And I was watching Luis Trevino last night. He blew a save. First batter gave up a bomb. Um, Then gives up a double, or no, excuse me, a single, and then a double. So now he's got guys on second and third. No outs, right? But everything that he was throwing – Essentially was based upon the action of his changeup. Everything was down and away when it came to his fastball, his two seam, his his changeup. And then he had this super loopy Zach Granky like curveball, but he didn't throw that very often. And the slider, right? And I watched him just go to the well constantly. Cause he it was almost like remember how you showed me that video of that guy that was on the wrong side of the mound? It was almost like he couldn't help, like, he couldn't help himself. Like, he was, like, falling victim to his own behaviors. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, when it comes to, again, moves to win, like we've talked about, right? When you have, like, a move to win and stuff like that, do you ever feel
0: like you go to the well too much on that kind of stuff? And you have to have other tools? um I would say that there are that is definitely a possibility you could definitely go to it one too many times but you wouldn't know that until they hit the ball right right so right. I, I would say it's more about like I, I believe a little bit more and you live or die by your best pitch right like yeah that, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna go to the well whatever that pitch is it just needs to your best one and the best version of that best one right not, not a get me over. Not even a get-me-over-fastball. Like, you see a lot of don't-walk-em, and 3 2 fastballs, and, like, what's the difference in walking the guy and him getting a single? Like, I don't understand. They're the same. It has the same value. Just one, you know, e- either one of those are going to go into an offensive category, right? So why not just reach back and rip it and maybe blow a line? You know?
1: But at the same time, so... You know a guy's game, right? You have awareness of that guy's game. Wouldn't having a secondary or even a tertiary game plan be effective to keep guys honest, kind of balancing between, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of having, like, because I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you at all, but it's more the concept, like, all of his game plans were the same to every hitter, and these guys were just on him that night. You know what I mean? Instead of going to another game plan, he just kept going to the same stuff, right? Almost like, hey, my little puppy, she's acting up. So don't, like, if she jumps like this, don't be surprised. So yeah. basically, I I just got done training jujitsu with one of my training partners. He's an Alameda County Sheriff, right? We were literally just rolling, and one of the things that I do a lot is I play like a lot of elevation with my legs. I try to like off balance and like use my big catcher legs, right? Not my arms, right? But use my legs. And he starts to get wise to that decision that I'm making, right? So he makes decisions to where I cannot make that decision or that decision is actually a bad decision, okay? So what I'm getting at is the more I put, my time and energy into that move, the more, the more experience somebody's going to get handling that. You know what I'm saying? And so when we go back to like your idea of how many live at bats, some of your guys have had, right. That's what makes me think about that. Like if a guy already knows your game plan, that's like the whole idea of, I know what pitch you're going to throw here. Then you throw that. And then you throw that. Right. Just like how you do with the swinging standpoint. You know what I mean? Like you have different, like, Entries and then exits. You know what I mean?
0: Levels. So, so levels Brady, Brady's Brady. What level are you on? Uh three plus. So this is what I've been saying recently in Live Events. I've been ranking kids according to their skill level. Level one, basic. Level two, a little bit more fun. Level three is the expert. We're having a little fun. And so Brady, and I, Brady has faced me enough times that now level three plus is now a very fun game where maybe I throw all splitters like I did Adam the other day. All splitters, nothing but splitters, you know? And so he he was frustrated. And then maybe I throw nothing but heaters, right? So it's just, you know, there's when you run into a person who has, you know, you have shown your skill set back and forth enough to – both of you become more aware of what it is, and that's what a high-level baseball player is. You know, when you have to – a lot of these travel ball guys don't even get it because you don't get to play the same people over and over. That's the hard part, right? Well, um, I told our force team it's incredibly hard to beat the same team twice, right, especially back-to-back in a doubleheader or even back-to-back days, right, like in, in this situation for us we had a really good ball game against one of the teams and then we won. And then we came back the next day and we had a really good ball game and we lost. And so, you know, things can easier when everything's going your way. Right. But how do you handle it when the seas are rough and you have to make a pitch? And that's where I think the best game pitch in the RBI situations better than anybody else. They're able to change their patterns or, surprise someone or add an extra gear, right, to, to some pitch, whether it's spin or cheese, you know. So, you know, I think that's the best in the game too. I mean, I, I, if you're not paying attention to what the Dodgers are doing with their starting pitchers, like Clayton Kershaw's throwing 50% off his fastball more than he ever has, you know. And I saw a uh, – I saw a video finally of his slider from a different angle and it's 100% Darth Vader. So that makes sense why he just gets big leaguers to drop, you know, chase this, this cutter down and in on their feet because of the arm angle to which he releases from. Like he's a huge down angle fastball. You know what I mean? So. Somebody said your levels are hard. But yeah, I
1: agree. Like, One of the one of the one of the things that's always broken my heart about watching the A's is that they seem to have guys that only have one level. Like they don't know how to go up and down. Like you don't need to have a three plus game plan to always beat Brady. You know what I mean? Because sometimes he's thinking too much about something and then it's just like yeah you're you're just not gonna you're you're not gonna see this simple sequence you know what I mean because you can disguise stuff you you can't right so then say he's having a great ball game then it's just like shit man I'm just gonna have to throw a whole bunch of different game plans at you but again if you go over them like how AJ Ellis used to go to every single pitcher right I think you told me that I forgot who told me that, but AJ Ellis used to go to their hotel rooms with his starting pitcher the day before the start and he'd go over like how they would go at their lineup. Right. Right? So that's that gives you Jocko Willenick. Discipline equals freedom. If you have the discipline to make all these game plans, you have the freedom to play within so many different games while these guys are still playing speed games.
0: Right. Meanwhile,
1: you're like you're playing a game like oh, i'm not playing the speed game anymore i'm playing the eye level game or oh, i'm not playing the eye level game i'm playing the the body language game right like stuff like that you know what i mean right right, that's right. Where I feel a bunch of, like ways to do it you know yeah and you've i feel like i need to matrix your head and like get your like your spinal cord connected to a computer so we could just <laughs> download a lot of that bats and just like get all of this information coded down cuz i think that that's That's super important to have, like, because, again, I roll pretty often. Like, that's my sparring. I'm probably sparring four or five times a week, right? And so my understanding of certain positions goes up and down all the time because I'm like, man, that guy was good at that position, but that guy, he got me there, and I felt like I was in a world of hurt, right? Like, it was just a, a totally different thing. And it's the same thing as, like, There's a guy that has your level of of spinning the ball, and then there's, you know, a college pitcher, a high school pitcher, right? You have to know how those game plans are varied, right? Or else your your game is only as good as those that you play around. Like you should get your ass kicked. If you okay. My dad my dad always said, If you're not getting your ass kicked at the gym that you go to, you need to go to a different gym because you're not going to somewhere where you're being challenged. Agreed.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there's – it. people think that playing a game on easy is fun. You know what I mean? So definitely, that's not, that's not it. The fun is the expert. The fun is all madden. The fun is, you know, Hall of Fame, whatever you want to call it. And that when you – when any pitch you throw is a potential of leaving the yard, it just raises the stakes and it becomes more high pressure. And it's just – it's a lot more fun version of the game. And I, I just don't think we're allowing people to – Do that, like it's. uh, Shout out to Taylor Ahern for first AAA start last night in Salt Lake. Really awesome game. The guy he pitched against was he has some big league time, and I watched the guy he pitched against throw two pitches, a pretty decent sinker and a slider,
1: and
0: didn't really see any craftsmanship going on with what he was doing. I mean, he was just with the sinker, he was either high or down, and then he would kind of throw like a little bit of a slower one or a slider and the guy, you know, the hitter hadn't even swung in like three or four pitches and you could tell he was kind of like cold and would take a bad swing at it. And because it was moving, he would just get some lazy fly balls and it worked, right? Didn't give up any runs. And it's definitely a interesting, you know, way to watch people go about pitching because that is a version that works. Sometimes there is a version of a very boring one pitch scenario because you have things that move a lot that can work against guys, you know? There's a big value to simple shit.
1: Yeah. Like you just <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's simple. It just means that like the concepts can be massively complex, but it's a simple thing. Right? right. You just have to keep up with what I'm doing. Right. Exactly. You know, like, your cutter is a very simple thing. You know, you're teaching kids it. It's not like an impossible thing that, like, only your hands like this with your fingernails cut this way, right? It's not like that. It's more like, no, this is how you throw it. And then it's like, well, how do I make it like yours? Throw about 10,000 of them. Now we're talking. Now you know how this thing moves. There's, like, what's the air doing? What kind of ball am I using? It's deep, right? But, again, it goes with what you've done of – Understanding the Bruce Lee quote I don't fear the man that's thrown 10,000 pitches once, I fear the man that's thrown one pitch 10,000 times. You know, he said kick, but I'm using pitch, right? So, that concept of just like, yeah, I can make my cutter do this and that and this and that and this and that. And this and that it's like, just your cutter can do that. It's like, yeah, yeah, bro. It, it would be very different if, like, I'm waiting for there to be the Tony Gwynn of power hitters. Barry Bond was as close as we could get, but a lot of people hate him. But he was about as close as we could get to the guy that was like, Tracy McGrady, how do you want it? I can put it off the backboard bill of game and slam it on you, bro. How right. do you want it?
0: Yeah. You want to stay on the house? That's cool. Or you want me to just attack you? Yeah. What do you want
1: me to do? I'll mess you up any sort of ways. Dude, pull it out of a hat. I'll close my eyes. You tell me what, what you want me to do. How about that? Like, that's how – that's what Barry Bonds was like. Remember, he got walked to the bases loaded God knows how many times?
0: We'll sacrifice one instead of four.
1: Yeah, because, and like, and there's no guarantee that he's going to get four.
0: Right. There
1: is no guarantee. But that's, right? that's
0: the conversation you're having. Right? He's oh. either going to clear the bases, all of them, or we're going to walk in one run. Yeah. The guy behind him. Sure, he can clear all of them, but Willie. Lily... Hey,
1: you're on the mound.
0: Buck Showalter comes out, and he goes, we're going to put him on. You go, are you fucking kidding me? That's, that's, is this really happening? This, this is happening. Man, I would love to see – not to
1: – I'm not as old as you in the sense of baseball appreciation. Like, you started appreciating the 90s players a little bit before I did, right? I only know the, the dogs of today right? I would love to see a Max Scherzer versus a Barry Bonds. You know, oh. like, that's the Eric Gagne, right? But, like, Max Scherzer seemed to have a little bit more wits about him than Eric Gagne, yeah, right? Yeah. So, well, like, that kind of a guy against that kind of a hitter, we'll never know, right? But those are the kinds of, like, man, it's almost like we need... That's what should happen the home run derby. That's what we should do. Like, if we've had at-bats that we've never had before, Right? like add it to the skill contest Otani instead
0: of versus trout.
1: What? Otani versus Trout. Oh, that would be fun, man. That would be so fun. Oh yep. my god. Um. Dude, I would love to see Garrett Cole versus anybody on the Yankees. Just <laughs> like anybody on the Yankees.
0: Garrett uh,
1: Cole versus Rizzo. Versus who? Rizzo. Oh, man, that'd be a bad day for Rizzo. I think that'd be a bad day for Rizzo. <laughs> but, uh, Joey Gallo could be fun though, because Joey Gallo has some weird power, dude. It's like, yeah. it's like, uh, it's like Deontay Wilder. Like he, like Deontay Wilder, puts people to sleep when he punches them. Joey Gallo hits a ball, and I feel like he molds them differently to however he squared it up. Like you get the home run ball, it's like that's not a real major league ball. See how it's bent and shit? No, no, no. I swear, Joey Gallo hit it. That's a fake ass ball, bro. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, Here's a move to win idea, right because I, I I like this this idea that that makes me like just spin my wheels right How could a, how could you like understand right like would it be one out pitch that you you path that out right? like if you're a slider guy that you know your best pitch is a slider, how can I set up my slider in a variety of ways right? Would that be something?
0: Or yeah, this is, you, you're trying to get to, you're trying to get to it, right? So it's a good way to think about different pathways. Take, yeah. take Cripple, for example, right? His his illusion, right, is his fastball plays really well because he can pipe it in the middle, and then he's got that big sweeping slider with the spike on it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you, he has to fill up the zone either way, and that's that's where he. So he gets in trouble just like most closers do. Where if you don't like, you don't throw strikes, they're not gonna swing. So you see it on the big leagues. Like there's offensive strategies where guys don't swing the first pitch, trying to get them in trouble, because they know that guys like, guys like Krimble, guys like Chapman, they struggle. Like these these heavy momentum guys that like really have to be explosive, struggle to change their delivery with runners on. And so, <laughs> I I really think. I really think the game's missing its purpose in that idea, too, because...
1: Can you say that again?
0: I've never thought of that before. Heavy momentum guys. what do you say? I struggle to throw strikes and, and with runners on. That makes so much sense. Right. I mean, you see it a lot in the Little League stuff where you get runners on, or not Little League, but just young guys, right? And we've been working on it with the force a lot. You have to be able to spend your breaking ball the same Thing, not less spin Not getting me over with the run around first we li- As an organization We literally turn on the green light For all the kids When you get a run around first base Because we know that these kids Especially these kids now A lot of them are throwing backwards earlier in their career And I heard this guy the other day talk about pitching too That's really funny um, He said that if you're going to throw two sliders Anyway to get to 2-2 Why not use them whenever you want good point so what's the point what's the difference of going fastball fastball slider slider right maybe it's O2 and then you bounce one and then you throw another one and you bounce it and then you get them or going slider strike slider strike cheese high cheese high so if you're going to do it anyway i mean the game is that's that's why you see all these guys doing the stuff with this pattern recognition stuff you know
1: and the way that I think you get out of pattern recognition is you understand a bunch of different pathways to throw your best pitch. Because then you don't have a pattern. Because now you're creative. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're creative, then it's like, I can do whatever I want to, you, bro. It's more like, like what are you going to do to figure out how I'm getting to my slider? Because that's how you run into balls. You know what I mean? Like, if you know he's trying to set up, like, Sergio Romo. Ain't nobody shocked that he throws a slider. You know what I mean? Like it's right. more about he throws his two seam and his change up to set up a slider, right? That's his thing. And so you see him live on the arm side portion of the zone for the most part. He even puts his slider there. He puts his fastball there. He puts his change up there. He puts his slider there. Then when you least expect it, right? Cause you've been set up in a variety of ways. He throws the one that breaks the most and it sweeps across the plate. Usually he, he gets guys to strike out. Sometimes, like last night, I think he got to a full count, and instead of throwing his best pitch, he threw a changeup, right? And dude blasted it to center field, but it was right at the guy, right? But, again, he didn't throw his best pitch in that scenario, and who knows what happens. He could throw a slider, Duke could hit it a country mile. I don't know, right? But I just like what you talked about of, like, if you're already going to throw your two sliders anyway, you can throw them early, but, again, like – Man, if you, can teach, if you can teach kids how to get to their pathway, right, it's going to allow them to problem-solve even in bullpens because they can understand how to make a pitch good because they know what a
0: good pitch is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. totally. That's, I mean, does it matter how you get 0-2? Yes,
1: yeah, Sergio is still on the ace. He's a setup man for Trevino who blew it last night. We don't want to talk about it. They have not played well the last three games. I will say, though, the Mariners can't hit the ball over the fence. Yeah. Like, Mitch hanniger has got 30 tanks. Who else has got 30 tanks? Kyle Seeger, he's hitting, like, 220, but he's got 30 tanks. Um, There's just a bunch of guys that, like, I, I think one of the, the points of my rants that I'm getting at is we know what a hitter's pathway to win is at this point, right? Like, and hitters – have an understanding of what their pathway is, right? A hitter's pathway is getting from station to station in the most efficient way possible to score a fucking run. And once you do that, like, how do I do that the best for my team? Well, you're a gap-to-gap guy, and you run like a 6'4", 60, right? Stop hitting the ball in the damn air so much, you know? Let's let's find some gaps, you know what I mean? Like, Uh run like hell, you know what I mean? And then let... That you know, Brady over there, who's over bench pressing all, all the time and squatting and shit, that dude hits the ball 500 feet. He can't run for shit. Let him hit the ball over the fence. I'm just kidding, Brady. I don't know if you can run. He's defending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, what I'm saying is, like, you have done a good job of helping me understand kids have to know their role, right, on the team. It's just like an NBA 2K when you could build a player and you could like – like you or you had the, the manager mode or the, the career mode. You could see like you need a superstar. You need role players. You need like the sixth man and shit like that. But you got to teach them how their role contributes to a baseball game. Like at too young of an age, I thought that I was a power hitter. And I wasn't. What I was was a good base hit hitter that could run into really far balls because I was a big guy, right? But nobody taught me that. Right, they were just like, "You're big. Use your power. Figure it out." Right? Not until I was twenty fucking five did I figure out how to use my body the right way. Right? So that's a long time. Right? But if you can just teach somebody again, like, well, let's talk about how you're built. Let's talk about your athleticism. Right? You got to be honest with these kids. And I feel like that's one of the things you've helped me really do with like the baseball development side. Like, like, why are you here? why are you here kid you're here to get better all right well let's talk about how we can get you better man like because the honest opinion is like you're playing on two travel ball teams right you're playing right field and shortstop and you don't know which one you're better at but you're playing on two different teams one team you play sometimes the other team you don't like what's going on here so there's there's all these questions i feel like guys have in the air and so Again, it would be like not training, but trying to fight as much as possible. It's like, yeah, you're going to have a ton of fights. doesn't mean you're any good. You know what I mean? So doesn't like, mean you're any good. Like, sure, you can play a lot of games. What does that mean, though? Like, does your kid have any, like, downloaded information that makes sense and he can contextualize? Like, he learned the alphabet so he, he could, like, contextualize reading. That's why we teach you the alphabet and words. So when I hand you a piece of paper that's where the red fern grows – Right, and you're gonna cry over two fucking dogs dying, right? You realize you contextualize the information you've already learned. Has your child learned that information to give them a chance to succeed? That's huge. You know what I mean? You've given me that insight, but I feel like so many. Dude, I had a parent the other day come in and tell me, "Yeah, we got my kid playing on two travel ball teams, and you know he's about to start fall ball for high school." I'm like, "So he's gonna be on three teams?" Like you want him to come train, dude? Like, whoa! Let's yeah. talk about the reality.
0: Like, calm you just down. That, man. Practice every day is that all you want? Maybe it's that. Maybe they think that they need to practice every day. Well, you do, but it should be educated. Right. You know what I mean? No, but you I mean, said like, practice. Oh well, if I just go drop him off, then right, he'll get everything he needs here. That's what it is.
1: That's what it is. It's the concept, like, I'm going to drop you off like I drop you off at school, and it's just like, blah. (laughs) I don't know. Man, whatever it is, I know that at least they're doing that when they go to your practice. You know what I mean? They're going to drop them off, and kids are going to learn something. You know what I mean? In my practice, right? But there's, like, there's so much lost in the conversation of baseball development because I think guys didn't figure out their game for themselves because they didn't put in the time, right? And it's not like a knock to them. Like, hey, you didn't put in the time, but it's what you've said before in previous podcasts. You played high school baseball, then you stopped? Like, why did you play high school baseball? Like, why would you do it? Because you loved it? Okay, cool. Well, then, like, there are guys that have gone to college and, like, they've learned more than you. You know, like they've played, not that you didn't go to college and you didn't watch baseball, but like, again, if you're not playing and developing yourself constantly, you're not growing. So, how are you going to help someone grow? That's the whole concept.
0: You know, that's end rant, end scene. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's, it's, there is a uh, lack of creativity, I guess you could say, in understanding the strategy of the game of baseball. And I don't—I just it comes back to the name of the podcast. Like, are you trying to win the game? Like, are you—are you sure you're trying to win the game? Like the Padres—they just fired their pitching coach in the middle of the season. <laughs> Who did? The Padres just fired their pitching coach in the middle of the season. Larry Rothschild. What are they? Yeah. Five games out. Yeah, but hey, trust me, I've been—I've been all over this for a hot minute. It's been bad, like been bad. What's bad about it? It just looks like we're doing the same thing over and over again. You know what I mean? Okay. You don't, you don't okay. it doesn't. Yeah. And he's rotating guys. Don't get me wrong. Like, but Tingler goes to the well too soon. And so everybody's sore and tired. And you have like, normally you have a two group rotation from bullpen to triple A, right? And guys just rotate through as they get tired. That's the whole. DL move, right? So they're able to use two guys at a time to try to move them over, but then they just bring people up and down in cycles. That's what they do. That's right? genius, actually. Well, that's what everybody does. That's that's what. Right. It's
1: very smart.
0: The Padres, because they've had so many guys get tired and get hurt because we went to the well so early in the season, have a three-person rotation, which completely throws off everybody's cycle because you're too far away from the game.
1: Three-person like, rotation.
0: Three group. It's a three-group thing. So you have an alternate site, you have a triple A, and you have the big leagues, and it just goes through it, through it, through it, through it, through it.
1: You know what I mean? What? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's a lot of action. Right. Like, there's so many moving parts. I feel like that's like a hockey line. Like, there's like constantly people going on and off the ice, it's just nonstop.
0: Right. Right. And so, like, how can you get rhythm with your catcher or. Rhythm at home, if you never throw at home, you only throw on the road. You know, there's just – there's a lot of other – there's a lot of things that go on inside of baseball, you know. So, like, it, it makes sense where you see a lot of forward-thinking organizations that are using video more. I mean, the Dodgers have what looks like 25 iPads in the freaking dugout. And I'm watching right. Hershaw and Scherzer walk off the mound get checked, go right to the iPad with Mark Pryor, and they're looking at the pitches from the camera view over the shoulder to see probably the sequencing, where it was, did it? Did you spin it right, did it move correctly. You know what I mean? Like that's so valuable to be able to make mid-game adjustments like that if you're that good at doing it because you could easily fix the pitch if you could see your wrist and what it was and being like, ooh, okay, I'm like underneath the cutter or I'm, I'm, my wrist is not finishing the curveball correctly or whatever the idea is that you're missing.
1: Going to the iPad, figuring out the ballistics and the movement of your last pitch that you know you got the ground ball on, but you're like, yeah, but I knew I could have thrown it better, and then you can instantly right. fix it. Well, who wouldn't want to do that? I would Baseball is in such a strange place, right?
0: One hundred percent.
1: I think baseball currently is in the like. I even heard it on the Below the Belt podcast with Brendan Schaub, right? He was he just said like point blank. He goes, "There's no showboating in baseball." And what did he bring up? He said something else, but he goes, "That's why nobody likes it." He goes, "Outside of like nobody understands it, but like they're not excited when you figure it out." Oh, they were talking about grappling. They were talking about grappling. Because, like, again, in the context, like, if you're a grappler and you're watching grappling, it's exciting. If you're a baseball player watching baseball, it's exciting. But it's because you understand the context and the nuances of everything that's happening. But if you don't, then it's, like, you don't really care. And then if nothing exciting happens, when something exciting happens, right, like, if Joey Bats doesn't flip his bat when he hits a ball a mile, right, like, you're nullifying the idea of how hard that really is, right? Right, And so, again, he's capitalizing on his move to win, right? He's
0: figured out what he's trying to do. Uh, well, and he, I, I think to the, the exact same narrative of when people go to baseball games, they don't even know where to sit to see the game that's really happening. They'd rather sit down the third baseline to get a foul ball, Right and then you don't even get to see the pitches and what they are. You basically just got to use the scoreboard and velocity to figure out what's going on based on where guys hit the ball. And so, you know, if you're not sitting behind home plate or center field or the outfield where you can actually see the pitch move and you know what's going on, then you're not even involved in the game. You're involved in the 15% of the game, not the 85% of the game. The looks. Yep. Well, buddy, I I think we've done our job here. I think, I think uh, we have. I think we've accomplished a lot of things. You want Hold your...
1: on. Maybe looking at the batter's reaction to certain pitches to set them up next at bats. Absolutely, Phil. John does yeah. that without an iPad. I do that in the middle of the box. <laughs> so, like, that's what we're talking about. 100%. Like, you got to be that
0: good. Like. Yeah. It would definitely help if I could be like, what did he do? Cool, he leaned. He backed out. He
1: yeah.
0: Right. Much. Can I just get a quick? Can I just get a quick flip down of the uh, glasses? Get a quick replay of the video. Throw it back up and then throw the pitch.
1: Wouldn't that be excellent? You know what I mean. Well, hey, keep doing your thing. You're solving baseball's problems one pitcher at a time. Keep doing. You are too, sir. You are too. Keep, keep them swinging in the power class. Oh, dude, Mateus hit the shit out of the ball yesterday. He's climbing, so I'm excited about power hitting this week. Good vibes in the cages. Good, good vibes and power hitting. Good vibes, man. Gotta love good vibes. Hey, peace out, brother. Have a good Good. one. Talk to you soon. Later.